Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Hey, I got a quick question for you before we get going on this episode. All right, come clean. Are you on the dating apps right now as you're listening to this? I caught you, right? (laughs) But here, no, seriously, like, here's the thing. How many of you are multitasking, swiping, numbing out, doing other things, and not really focusing on your dating life? Don't you think you'd be spending more time learning and practicing the art of dating rather than just thinking about it and swiping and passively listening to things. And that gets you zero results or worse yet, you're attracting all the wrong people. So I have a big announcement. I had mentioned this before, but I had to change the date of my flirt immersion experience. It's now going to be Saturday, December 5th. I hope this is better for you. It's a virtual event that's going to teach you everything you need to know to help you stand out and finally start attracting that right guy for you. And oh, yes, if you heard about this before, I had to change the date because I just learned I have a scheduled power outage in my neighborhood that weekend. So you know what? When the universe tells you something, you got to listen. So hopefully this date will be good for you. And in this event, it's, it's going to be epic. I am so excited about it. You're going to learn how to communicate with your body language. We're going to go over conversational tricks, both online and off. We're going to bring in a man panel. We're going to go speed dating. You're going to really practice this stuff. Here is the thing. This event is going to be different than any other event that you've attended because we are practicing things. We're not just, you know, listening to a webinar and you're watching my talking head. Well, I'll be talking head for a little bit, but you know what I mean. We're going to break into groups. We're going to have interactive games, like I mentioned before, speed dating. And men that I've hand-selected to do this experience with you. So you'll really know what they're thinking before, during, and after a date with you. So if you want to put control back into your love life, we both know how busy you are. And I know you can't afford to keep doing what you're doing, swiping and numbing out. And the holidays are right around the corner. So take this opportunity to start putting yourself in the driving seat and taking action. And you got to get moving past some of this junk that's going on in your head. So check out the link in the show notes and sign up for the Flirt Immersion Experience. I'm going to keep this event small, so grab your spot as I only have a few left. So I'm not sure when I'm going to do this again, but I hope to see you there. I've been having a lot of breakthrough calls lately. For those of you who don't know what those are, they are free coaching calls where I help you gain a lot of clarity on what's working, what's not working. And I really kind of map out for you how you are going to get where you want to go. But so often people don't know where they want to go. And that's part of what we do on that session. Anyway, lately, I've been talking to a lot of people on there who say, you know, Kim, I really want to work on my love life. But you know, I'm not, I'm not really ready yet. And when I ask them what they mean by that, they say, well, I really think I need the time to work on myself. In which case I say to them, 
then now is the time. It's the perfect time to work on you because working on you is working on your love life. And these are not separate, yet somehow people compartmentalize them as such. In fact, you can't find love in someone else until you find it within. I remember when I first got a divorce and I, I just had that feeling of, you know, I'm, I'm just not worthy. I'm not deserving of another relationship. Here I am a single mom with nursing bras on and I'm not even nursing any longer. And I'm thinking who could love me? So, you know what? I'll just pour all my energy on to being a mom and developing a new career. So that's what I did. And I remember saying to my family and friends, you know, I just, I can't work on attracting love right now until I focus on these things. But it wasn't until later that I realized I could have it all. That working on me was enjoying spending time alone, was gaining a deep appreciation of my worth and capabilities, which led me down the road of attracting love in my life and in several times of my life. And that being successful in one area of your life does leak into others. And that includes self-love and love for someone else. You know, there's a lot of emphasis these days in inner culture on romantic love. And a lot of people think that finding the right partner will somehow make them whole or fill their inner void and solve all their problems. However, Another person can never do all of these things for you. You have to do them for yourself. That is, you have to fall in love with yourself. And falling in love with yourself will allow you to do a ton of things, like giving yourself what you need instead of waiting for others to do so, embracing both your strengths and your weaknesses, being gentle with yourself when you make a mistake or fail, being comfortable with doing things alone, knowing you're in your own corner, even if nobody else is, knowing that you're enough, having the confidence to go after what you really want. So how does one do that, right? Like that all sounds great, but it's not always easy to get there. And so that's why I brought on this amazing woman who is standing there waiting in the corner with me. Um, and she's been through a lot. And somehow she manages to fall in love with herself over and over again to succeed and with confidence. She is an award-winning actress, writer, and filmmaker on a mission to change the world by making it a more harmonious place through utilizing the creative arts. I love this. As a former cop, she's such a badass, a former cop, her memoir, Sex, Love, and Cops, is available at various outlets, including Amazon and Barnes & Noble. We'll get into that in a little bit. And she is also the number one realtor in Australia, personally selling, get this, a billion dollars in real estate. An Australian native via London, and that's why she has such a fabulous accent, <laughs> she now resides here in California in Hollywood and is honored to have recently gained her U.S. citizenship. And she recently started a romantic dark comedy movie called Deanie Bean is Dead. I saw the previews for it. I can't wait to watch the whole thing. And it's now streaming on Amazon, iTunes, and Tubi. 
TV. Welcome, Wendy Wilkins. Hi. Oh, hi, Kimberly. Kim, right? You like to be called Kim. You know, these days I'm going by Kimmy, actually. Okay. Oh, I love Kimmy. There's a famous Australian character called Kimmy. Um, uh, Kimmy. Uh, so, yeah. Really? Oh, my yeah, gosh. A, I love that. On well, a TV you, series. Yeah. Do you know what's funny about a name? And I don't even think I've talked about this on the show because a lot of people are like, Kim, what's up with your name? Because one day I'm Kim, one day I'm Kimberly. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that all my true blues and even like boyfriends end up calling me Kimmy. And nice. so it's something like when people are dear and near to me, I end up being called Kimmy. And I just feel like everyone that I work with, I get really close to. So I'm like, why aren't I Kimmy? And it's just easier. So right. well, seeing though I can't give you a hug because I'm a hugger, I'll call you Kimmy. Oh, <laughs> so, I love that. Virtual hug, virtual yes. hug. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm honored and really excited. I've been listening to your fabulous podcast and picking up a few tips. And I want to shout out Lou Diamond's Thrive Loud. Yeah. Yes. Yay, Lou. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> so, um, but what I, um, I love when people read out my resume because that kind of um, reminds you actually how to fall in love with yourself is to keep, that's one little tip I'll give is that uh, that I've been given is write a list of 20 badass things you've done. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, at, that makes you feel good about yourself if you're going to go on a date or, you know, a important interview or something like that uh reread this badass list you know and so thank you for reading out that resume because it reminds me um of all the stuff I've done yeah well because you are a badass like you know (laughs) and that's the thing like we forget how awesome we are and sometimes just having that be played back to you it is kind of amazing and you've done more than 20 things by the way (laughs) so I would love to actually I'd love to start there because I you know, you've had such an interesting journey and doing so many different things. And I'd love to hear more about your backstory and how you've kind of got into all these accomplishments. Right, right. Well, sure. Um, but we haven't got a few hours, so I'll make it a short yeah. story. <laughs> so, but I will say that I never kind of intended the path that I ended up on, you know, but mm. it did all uh, lead me to this journey, this mission that I'm on to sort of change the world one step at a time to make it a better place and, you know, really empower women, you know, through, through the creative arts. So, um, but I started out when I was a little kid, I used to put shows on for my grandfather uh, and make my brother and sister be in them <laughs> and uh, much to their uh you know, they didn't want to be in it, but, um, and I charged him 20 cents, which was really funny to watch oh the gosh. show. So, you know, I realized back then that acting is show business. So, so I, you know, I always wanted to be an actor, but I was brought up that it wasn't really a career. So, you know, I went on my journey. Uh, I started out actually, um, became a cop. I wanted to be a lawyer actually, but I, Wait, can I just say that you're the hottest <laughs> cop I've ever oh. seen? <laughs> Like you probably just stopped people in their trails. You didn't even have to pull out your gun or anything. <laughs> I, I did get asked out by a few criminals, which is a whole nother story. Oh my so. God. We'll have to have you back on for that one. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, so I kind of uh, decided to become a cop because I wanted to help people. And I also didn't want to go to school for that long to be a lawyer. So <laughs> that's sort of how I started. And, uh, you know, five years in, it was, you know, I really enjoyed it up until the day I left, but there was various things. I was very young um, and sort of too young to stand up and be counted on things I didn't agree with. Mm. Uh, so I, um, 
you know, ended up at the stage where I could become a detective or, you know, which was full time um, doing, you know, so much and also being called up at two in the morning when, you know, to come in and process your crook when I wanted to be out of the nightclub with my friends. So, you know, there was various reasons why I left when I did, which I think that's something that people do with careers. They stay in too long and then it's too hard to make that move. So that's one thing I've always, if it's not feeling right, I make the move, you know. So so I left that and then I went into... Um, ended up uh, getting into real estate, which I just never planned. Um, so then I, yeah, I'm still not the number one realtor, I don't think anymore in Australia because I've left, but I was the number one with personally a billion dollars worth of real estate. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so while I was doing that, I always had this kind of um, pull, you know, that I wanted to be an actress, just, you know, part of something that was there since I was a child. And I went through, you know, I know we can't, connect the dots, you know, uh, until we look back. But I I was earning like half a million dollars a, a year and a little celebrity in real estate and, you know, everywhere I went and driving my Porsche. And, but I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I just was mm. not happy, you know. Um, I, I did have a great boyfriend at the time and all those things, but just something was missing. And I finally listened to my gut and decided to take the journey uh, to follow my creative path. And, you know, here I am. So that was sort of how I ended up here. And yeah, I haven't, it hasn't been easy, but yeah. I was just going to ask you that because I think there's a lot of people who struggle with that. You know, I, like I'll talk to highly successful people, high achieving people who can accomplish everything. But then when it comes to self-love or just love in general, it becomes an enigma, you know? And so I wondered like when those gremlins would come up, you know, when you still felt empty, even though you had a full tank in your porch, (laughs) you know, like how, and like, were there certain techniques that you use to start feeling better and filled up yourself? Yeah, I, I must say that it's looking back at hindsight, but I have always been the person, if it didn't feel right, change it. You know, that what's that definition of insanity? Doing the same, same thing, thing over, over and, and over again, expecting a different outcome, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, so that is one thing I do listen to. You know, sometimes it, it took me longer than it does today. Now I listen a lot quicker, but it's taken me, so I'll sort of full circle to the, to the journey I'm in now and... It took me all this time to realise that success is not how much money you have in the bank, not uh, not all these things, but really basically waking up in the morning and choosing what you choose to do. Mm-hmm. And that really is pretty much what I do. And I think if you have that, then everything else sort of falls into place, you know. So that's really my kind of uh, barometer that I work with because and you know there can be all sorts of excuses and I've even had these times but I can't give up this job because I'm earning so much money and this so you know I did put some things in place so that I had a little kind of savings plan so that you know I could work because you know I was used to nice things and I had to make compromises and stuff but but I you know you have to make compromises to get you know go from A to B to end up at C yeah how much do you think that 
this notion of self-love and, you know, really being that, you know, that happy person has affected your love life overall. Like, did you notice a difference when you were running on empty versus when you were filled up and who you were attracting? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and, uh, I ended up, um, I, I, last year was a pretty tough year. I mean, this year's pretty tough with COVID and everything, but, but I'm feeling pretty, good considering but last year I lost my sister to cancer and she was my best friend and I also uh ended up uh ending a 12-year relationship technically it was a you know it was a mutual Ooh. yeah my fiance at the, so I lost my two best friends within a couple of months and I didn't realize at the time but I went into a kind of depression you know I had a month of where I could not do anything really you know and I started questioning what's the point of life what what is you know my sister had a child I don't have a child I've got 17 nieces and nephews but you start thinking what's my legacy what's my point what's you know what is the definition of life you know and so I got very uh you know down and just still and didn't do anything for a month really Hmm. and then one day I saw this quote and the quote was what's the meaning of no, what's the point of life? Life is the point. And oh. that just, you know, opened me up to so much because, you know, I think it's all about being present. Yes. Um, and enjoying the journey, but in this present moment. So I started to learn to fall in love with myself again because I kind of got knocked a bit around the head by the, this last relationship by allowing a lot of stuff that I would not normally allow because of love, you know. And so just re-examining what what was important to me and what made me happy and, mm. you know, we're a year in now and I have to say I'm really in love with myself in not that big ego sort of, but I am really happy and now I know that I am going to attract that right man into my life because it's about complementing, not complicating. Ooh, I love that. That's yeah. so powerful. And, you know, it, it, it's true. I think so many times, and I know this has been true for me too, you get caught up in a relationship or situationship, mm-hmm. if you yeah. will, that you think is filling you up, but really it's a Band-Aid to mask. Oh, yeah something that is not fulfilling, you know, and, and maybe the pain or in your case, you kind of had a huge like loss and then a double loss, you know, with the loss of the relationship and your sister, it's so easy to fall into, well, I'll just get another bandaid, you know, then I don't have to feel. Oh yeah. Right. And, And so the fact that you allowed yourself that time and space to heal it does make such a difference because no matter what happens, you always have you to fall back yep. on. Yep. And I was realizing if you look back um, that I was not being really true to myself in what I wanted. I was accepting things that weren't, that hadn't been acceptable to me before. And so I think it's really important to just take a step back and just be okay with you, <laughs> you know, and, you know, be okay with your mess too none of us are perfect and you know just take it one day at a time and you know doing that over the past year it it like you you know when you really really are open again to you'll feel it to to love whereas I thought I was a couple of times and 
I knew I wasn't, you know? Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, like, in this course where you're, you've been healing and finding that self-love, have you fallen down? Like, have you actually gotten hurt and been like wanting to give up? And, uh, well, um, yeah. I mean, let's well, be real, you know, like we all, yeah. it's yeah. not an easy journey. I, yeah. I'm relating to it. So I just yeah. wonder if that happened to you. Well, I think this is part of about making sure about this self-love because, and, you know, being a, a realtor and an actress, you know, rejection is two two things I'm, you know, used to in my career, but in love, not so much, you know. So, oh, that's so, so the more you're in love with yourself and you're okay, and maybe even before you go on your dating app or anything, you read your badass list, the, the easier it is because not every person you connect with is going to be the one. And I think it's okay to practice as long as you're both authentically you know working it out but I I did I the first try I had at the dating sites I was like oh my god oh my god I was really it made me a little I don't want to do this but (laughs) you know (laughs) see even famous people (laughs) y'all yes 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 I think we all do and you know and that's where you have to be honest with yourself too because I was like well hang on a minute you you know You've done no work, you know, on relationships. Like you were saying at the introduction, you know, I, you know, I can work all day on my writing and my acting, and I still have real estate clients, you know, and stuff like that. But, but you know, uh, maybe I'll just watch an old episode of Friends instead of getting on the dating app because that's easier. But you know, I'm kind of forcing myself to do the work and in a fun way. But you have to put work in to get something back, and I and I'm actually realizing that you know I got to put a bit of work in too so yeah yeah no I love that you said that and also the point that you made about being present Mm -hmm. you know with it I was just I literally just got off the phone with a client and she's in a similar space to you like she just let go of a very long marriage and relationship and she's not at the point where she's ready for another one and I'm trying to hold her to it because her problem is she tends to get caught up in the relationship without learning how to love herself and date herself pretty right. much. Yeah. yeah. And so she, um, I put her on the apps as practice. I said, now look, yeah. you're on the playground. You're in kindergarten. You are not in the PhD program. <laughs> That's okay. Good, I'm, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> yeah. I'm back in kindergarten. <laughs> you're back. At, your, your job is to chase a bunch of boys, maybe kiss them, have some play dates. That's it. Nothing yep. more, you know? Yeah. And, you know, she she has been. And in that process, because she's been just staying present with that, mm-hmm. she, of course, met someone she really likes. And, and this is fantastic. what happens. The minute yeah. you let go is when it happens. Oh, my God. Totally. Totally. Right? And, and so- that just reminds me of, um, you know, the 12-year relationship I just had where we were engaged. And, you know, a lot of it was good, you know. Um, uh, when I, I remind myself, when I met him, and my sister reminded me of this, before I met him, I thought I was never going to fall in love again. So I thought that back then. So why, do you, do you know what I mean? It's like, Good point. so yeah, so I remind myself, well, hang on. I thought that was my last relationship before him. So, yes, yes. you know, I was in that place. And so, what's so good about that too is that you were different 12 years ago, you were different. Yes. So now that you've learned to love yourself even more, can you only imagine 
who mm-hmm. you're going to attract now, you know, and cause you're looking for also something different than you did 12 years ago. Totally. Oh, and that's another little thing. Well, not a little thing, a big thing I've done, which not everybody can do or, uh, but I adopted a rescue puppy. And oh. so for the first time, you know, I mean, I've always grown up with dogs and my ex family had dogs, but um, this is looking after someone that is totally responsible to me, you know, and it has freed me up. I'm a little bit of controlling, you know. So. <laughs> oh, you're my chief lady. Uh, uh, so you got to take my audio course and see if you're <laughs> chief lady. <laughs> okay, I will. And but you know, since and actually, I'm friendly with my ex still. And wow. you know, I was laughing, um, saying, "Yeah, she's taken over the asylum. I used to make you take your shoes off at the door. Now that's." No point because she, <laughs> you know, there's dog toys everywhere. You know, it's um, crazy town. But it is, it's taught me, you know, so, some things about, you know, how I am in the world too, you know, dealing with her. So that's, that's yeah. something that's helpful and changed me as well, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And a little bit of, of the letting go. Yes. As you're yes. saying that. Yeah. So yeah. that's, you know, um, it, it is such a journey. There, there was something that you wrote me as we were emailing back and forth that it's not about surviving, but succeeding. And I, I oh. loved that phrase. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Well, I mean, listen, we don't want to just be in this world to survive. We want to succeed. We want to feel good. I mean, of course, we have our down days. And that's what I was talking about, about the definition of success, you know, waking up every morning choosing pretty much to do what what you want to do. And that comes into everything, into relationships. I mean, if you're waking up every morning and you can't stand your partner or, you know, or or it's making you feel not enough every day, um, then that's something to look at. So, you know, you don't, look, we don't know how long we have on this earth. You know, I lost my sister, um, you know, so I, and she was younger than me. And so I want to make sure that, you know, I'm doing the best I can for me every day to be the best I can be and to put myself out in that world. And so just constantly checking in and even, you know, like with the dating uh, game, I'll call it, uh, you know, just how does it make you feel? Like definitely I think some people, you've got to give people a second or third chance because, <laughs> you know, we, I mean, nobody's perfect and they might they might be as nervous as you, you know, on the, on the first date or whatever. And um, so I think, you know, give people a bit of time, but, you know, we don't just want to survive. And that also bleeds into, you know, careers, everything. Like I, you know, talked at the beginning about I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. So is that the kind of life, you know? And I think, um, you know, with people with depression, I mean, I did realise that that's a, you know, my ex did go through that. So I wasn't really conscious of, you know, I was just like, well, pick yourself up and get yourself, you know. Uh, but when I went through this little month of it, uh, I started to realise, well, it's a real thing. So, you know, you do need to listen to yourself. But but there's reasons behind that, you know. I mean, I'm not a medical person, but I know that um, if you don't have a motivation or a feeling of uh, that you're, that this is the path you're on, then you can, that can lead to, depression you know so it's really important not to just survive to to um you know to succeed yeah I love that yeah and it's really getting 
crystal clear on what it is you want too, because sometimes when you're in a relationship or a situation mm. that you tend to overlook your own needs, right? And right. Yeah. I don't know if this was true for you, but a lot of times when a partner is depressed or they're dealing with stuff, there's so much emphasis on them. And I don't know, were you like the caretaker? Well, I wanted to save him, of course, yeah. you know, um, and, you know, and he didn't ask for that really. So, you know, I have to take responsibility for that, but totally, mm. I, I thought I could fix him, you know, and sometimes, you know, you have to let people do that themselves too, you know, so. Oh, absolutely. But see, this is a big tie-in, I feel, with the self-love because when you're used to being a caretaker mm-hmm. through and through, like it could be just in ways of with your friends or your family and you're just, you're in that role of constantly giving and not allowing for that receiving there's something about the deserving piece, you know, like your self-worth, like, well, you know, it's just easier to put focus on someone else. Cause maybe deep down, you don't think you deserve it or even know how to. Totally. That's how, and, and that's actually what I learned through this last relationship. I was, I, um, I really loved that. I gave unconditional love. You know, I learned that I was capable of that and went through, you know, largely a good percentage of that relationship was great. But then it came to a stage where I realised I was not getting my own self-love and I was I was kind of pretending everything was okay, you know, not consciously maybe, but I think that's why it's so important to love yourself first. It's like when, you know, on an airline, you know, you they say, you know, put the... Um, oxygen mask on and for yourself first and then you know and then yes yeah. true but yes. this is a beautiful metaphor what we're talking about and it sometimes can feel so selfish for people who are yeah. givers yes and really it's the opposite because when you're constantly putting focus on others you're not getting your needs met and in essence you're creating more conflict for others and yourself and so um that self-love when you get in that place where it's like look I'm I'm able to receive now I'm able to set boundaries I'm able to be vulnerable you can really feel me and see me this is when you start attracting also kind of that right and reciprocal partner for you and then sometimes you don't even know uh what's right for you until you know, until yes. you actually have this real self-love and then, then you feel it. And it's about feelings, really. It's, you know, mm. <laughs> you're, it's, you know, it's, um, yeah, you know, with acting, um, it's about helping, you know, getting people to feel a certain way, helping them, you know, <laughs> they don't remember what you say. And that's another famous line. They may remember how you made them feel, you know? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Amen. You couldn't have said it better myself because this is what I'm always preaching and I have an acting background as well. Oh, and, cool. In fact, this is interesting. When I lived in Chicago, I actually did drama therapy for a oh. really long time. I, I did improv at Second City and then I, oh, wow. I kind of incorporated that into, yeah. and it was funny because when people were in a character, they allowed themselves to feel. Right. And I'm like, that's what we want to see in real life. Like take that character and make it like, like, let's see the real you kind of thing. So I love that you also use that creative arts as a way of expression because I think it's so powerful and it's a way for people to practice that feeling. Yeah. Well, actually my acting coach, Ivana Chubbuck, who's very famous acting coach, she coached um, Charlize Theron for her Oscar and Halle Berry for hers. And so, so in her book, The Power of the Actor, she talks about, and, and this is, sort of how, how you know, it's about um, really uh, using your 
connection with um, commonality of pain and all of these things that, um, and it actually is like therapy, you know, um, acting well, classes, you know, <laughs> and learning because you, you have to, same thing, actually, I didn't even equate this until we were talking, but the, you, you really have to know yourself and why you do things to help bring those characters um, to, you know, to life, you know, so, which is funny, the movie that I'm in, um, oh yes, let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's so I'm, cute. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, any uh, uh, all your audience should watch it because it's about what not to do when <laughs> someone someone breaks up with you. But uh, yeah. this fabulous um, girl wrote it, and she's the lead, and I play a supposedly horrible boss, but I justified my <laughs> actions because, you know, because she was a terrible assistant. So, and she tries to kill me, but it's a comedy. So spoiler alert, you know, um, but it's a really, it's a really well um, written and fun film to sort of, because she does go a little cray cray in it. And so, uh, but it is, it, it, it is about um, kind of learning to love yourself too so yeah it's an interesting I didn't even think that but oh my so, god right like full circle as we talk yeah. and, and also, actually oh yeah, sorry go I was ahead. just gonna say and and you know the self-love you know comes in with the career everything it's it's really self-worth you know and wow. I actually when I auditioned for that role they were looking for a star name and you know I didn't have the star sort of but I read the breakdown and it was Devil Wears Prada Boss meets Goldie Horn in Overboard. And I thought, that's me. So I auditioned, even though, you know, it wasn't a star name, but I felt myself worth, I suppose, or that I knew that was, you know, I felt that's my role and I got it. So, you know. Oh, I, that's, that's a beautiful example. It's like, you could equate that even like if you see a guy who you're like, oh, there's no way that they would like me. I'm out of their league. You know, well, like then, you could yeah. equate that. Yeah. Or him. Yeah. yeah. And, but when you let go and then like, I know this, I got this. Yeah. I'm just as good as anybody can do it and better, you know, and yeah. it, that it is that self-talk that can make things happen. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Have your little badass list in your pocket and read it and then get yeah, I got this. <laughs> I love it. You should have like a cop hat that says badass. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I mean, in, on the back of my memoir, I'm wearing my little cop hat. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. And I was just going to ask you, definitely plug your book. How can you get it? What is it about? And Yeah. Well, actually, it's a really good, um, it was quite a cathartic experience writing that. I mean, the reason I wrote Sex, Love and Cops is because I wanted to make it into a TV series like Sex and the City, but with cops. Oh, cute. So, so working on that at the moment. But uh, I wrote the memoir. It kind of came about because I, I was writing a screenplay and had all these, you know, basically stories that I was suggested to write it, you know, write a memoir. So, and there's a love triangle in there. There's a Mr. Big detective type that I that I was kind of hot for while I had my footballer boyfriend. And the, yeah, so there's a bit of that going on. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so, but it was quite cathartic. And I think, um, you know, your audience will enjoy it from a point of view of, uh, you know, going on the journey as a, as a young woman uh, in a man's world. And, you know, it's a lot of firsts. It's like first love, first sexual awakening, first punch in the face, you know, first murder. Um, so, you know, it's it's really, I think, um, a good, 
you know, a good read from that point of view. Um, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Definitely you listening, check both her movie and the book out. I'll put the links in the show notes so they can grab that as well. And cool. Wendy, this was so awesome. Like I could just keep talking to you forever. Oh. I feel like I've known I, Great. Um, do you, is there any kind of like last words of wisdom that you wanted to share? Well, not so much words of wisdom, but I do want people to start knowing about this. Did you know that I found out because I'm really passionate about changing the police force in this country to be mm. better and more harmonious. And, you know, and I have ideas that generally women are better at de-escalating things. And I found out that only 12.6% of the police force in the USA are women. So whereas in wow. Australia, it's like, 33%. So I just think more women, you know, would be uh, like a, a huge way in um, helping the injustices. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And so empowering too, you know, just knowing that we can do that, you know, yeah, you know that we are, that we're able to do it in this day and age too. Yeah. And it's a myth that you have to be strong physically to be you know, a, a cop. It's 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 a myth. It's all about communication and connecting. And same with love. Same with you know listening. Same with acting. Listening yeah. and reacting. You know from improv. Um, you know allowing breath between us to kind of listen to. You know, remind yourself of the self love. Remind yourself: is this is this does this feel right? You know. Yeah. I That's probably that. my words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like how you connected everything. Cause it's funny what, again, I have people on who are, are in all different kinds of fields and no matter what I talk about, it could be paint drying. <laughs> there's always some sort of connection to love and dating, right? Like, right? Yes. you know, and it's just life lessons and how we show up in one area really does. Yeah. And I like that you said at the start, which is a good reminder is, and I did used to have a tendency to do this is don't compartmentalize, you know, it should all be, um, you know, it should all be connected, you know, you, your career and your love and your relationships and, and starting with self-love, it, it does connect all those dots. <laughs> so. Awesome. Oh, Wendy, yeah. thank you so, so much. It was great thank having you. you on. Maybe we'll do part two one day. <laughs> And do more of the other stuff we were talking about. <laughs> well, I had so much fun. And shout out, apparently you have a, quite a big audience in Australia. So shout yes, out. To all- yes, I know. I love it. And in, I've been getting to know the culture and the different places. And I keep threatening one day that I'm going to go over there. So hopefully when this whole thing clears up with COVID, I'd love to yeah. go over there. Well, you have to let me know. I'll tell we'll you. We'll go together, to go. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Love it. Two blondes on the town. Absolutely. I have to get a cop hat though to go with well, you. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't have mine anymore either. But. <laughs> all right. Well, it was so much fun. Thank you. And I really love your podcast. And thanks for helping all those women out there. And me too. I'm learning Thank something you. every day. Oh, thanks, Wendy. And thanks again for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, as always, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you keep asking yourself why you are still single, feeling powerless about your love life, there are three things you can do right now to empower yourself. Remember, we just talked about don't compartmentalize. There's so many things you can do to help yourself. Number one, you can join my free Facebook. Facebook group, right? That's super easy with a community of women to inspire and motivate each other 
for your love life. Second, you can grab my exclusive podcast audio course, This May Be Why You Suck at Dating. And this is where I talk about the chief that I have a feeling Wendy might have traces of, but we all have traces of everything. And this is a super fun way of listening, just like you do my podcasts. And you get exclusive workbooks and guides with it. And you can empower yourself by get the answers right here and you know what to do about it. And finally, as always, you can sign up for that free breakthrough call, as I mentioned before, to help you map out a love plan for yourself. And remember, it starts with you and working on yourself is working on your love life. Stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.